Good morning, dear God, am I funny. Today's guest is Amy Rutgers. You know when somebody says, hey, go shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Well, she landed on that moon, did a little dance, and it was like, no, I'm going to go over to Mars. And then I'm going to go to Saturn. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. That's Amy Rutberg right there for you. Wife, mother, and one badass poker player. We sit down with Amy and discuss her journey. And by golly, I had a great time. And I hope you do too. Here's Amy Rutberg. Guys, we're live. And, uh, really? Well, yeah. we're not live. But we're recording it. But how is that better for you? Than There's a live stream out of those eyes right now. Are you uh, saying that that's better than like a vegetable soup? Yeah, but it's not okay. a soup. A bone broth, first of all, there's like collagen in it. Okay, no, that's good, good for, for you. It keeps your skin. Yeah, it keeps it you young. It actually is an appetite suppressor, and that crumpling is a bag of Starburst candy. That yeah, that's seen. Starburst minis. Try that out. Uh, uh, no. no, do it. Those. They look Derek, terrible. I might want a chip though. I don't want to get in there and let's crunch. Okay. Yeah. I can add all this out. You know. What I'm you shouldn't, because if there's one thing people want to listen to, it's the sounds of crunching. Yeah. And things being moved around. Hopefully, this won't be the most interesting part of the hour. It doesn't. I, I'm not getting a heavy crunch out of Amy over there. Are you not? The okay. sweets she's and she's, a, soft. she's a professional. She knows how to crunch. Wait. So bone broth. So bone broth. So whose bones real, is it? It's you could do beef, chicken. Beef, chicken. Okay. I'm gonna send you a link. All right, I'll try. Do it with hot water. Let, I mean, I'll try most I, things. I'm a big dessert person. Me too. But I tend to overdo it at night. Oh. Like huge bowl of ice cream type person. Mm. Jesus. Well, that comes when when you're. Um, are, you, are you okay? No, are you? but look, when you're, I you know, I have a uh, uh, alcoholism, and so when, oh, so when you have right. that, you like lean heavy into like maybe sweets or like yeah, other soda so that you're or not coffee. Drinking. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. and so like, but I really overdo it with ice cream, hmm. and so it's not good. And uh, somebody told me uh, about bone broth. First of all, being good for you, it's good for the immune system. Right? It's a little bit of an appetite suppressant as well. Oh, mm. hook me up with that. And you have it at night, and it is like a warm hug. Oh no! Okay, hook me. And yeah. it, it's uh, so I either have it. I I'll have it once a day, either in the middle of the afternoon, because I'm also a big afternoon snacker mm. at work, mm-hmm. and we keep a lot of junky snacks at work. Yeah. Um, That's why I do the sweets and beets. So sweets and beets. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that is. The sweets They're and beets. They're beets and sweet potatoes. Oh, that's delicious. So anyway, that's my, that's the secret to why I look so healthy this week. You do week. look fantastic. This week. this week. I'm doing intermittent fasting. Ooh. No. no it's, not. it's not fun. Nothing's fun. There's no good way to lose weight. No. It's just, it's all just shitty. But I'm when you older. do get in the groove, it's like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, it's been a long time since I felt like I was in the groove of like. It's hard with children. Super, oh, forget it. Everything's hard with children. But yes, that is hard with so, children. <laughs> Amy Rutberg? Hi, Rutberg. Amy Rutberg. I've had the same manager for almost, oh gosh, maybe 15 years, and he still calls me Amy Rutberg. And I feel like I've corrected him, but at this point I feel like it's embarrassing if I correct him, so I'll just let him keep saying Amy Rutberg. Aren't you successful enough at this point that he should pronounce the name right? Well, that's very sweet of you to say, but But if you think about it, it's not like people (laughs) are saying my name, right? It's not like that would come up much. It's not like uh, I'm not on. But also do they kind of do the thing of like they call him and they're like, we love Amy. So they don't say your last name? 
Do you think people come and say we love Amy? I think at least one that person. Would be like, you're on that would be a, like my dream come true that one person calls be. my manager and you've says, been, we love Amy. That that would have, be, you, I could die happy. You have guest right. starred on more shows than yeah. anybody I've ever spoken to. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet of you. That's not true. And that's well, sad it, considering it, you live no, in LA. No, it's true. But, mm-hmm. And we also interview a lot of unsuccessful people on oh, here. Oh, that's no, great. No, I'm just okay, kidding. So we don't. But I should be, I may be, I may be the most successful of the unsuccessful people. Yeah. Mm. I mean... So I just want to, before we start at the beginning of your life, I want to start with this. Mm -hmm. You've been on Law & Order. Yeah. Twice? Uh, I was on the original Law & Order twice. And and you were on Law & Order Criminal Intent. And Law & Order SVU. Yeah, the SVU. I've done four episodes of Law & Order. Holy shit. I know. Have you played different characters? Oh, yeah. But when you were on the original Law & Order twice, Mm -hmm. it was two different characters. Yeah. Yeah, once I was a, once <laughs> the I, magic of Hollywood is once a lie. I, d- I died in the cold open, and then another time I was just like a, a girl in an office that someone interviewed. I have not only have I done a lot of guest stars, and a lot of them took place, you know, in New York. There were shows that that shoot in New York, so it's a lot of uh, procedurals. But um, I have died on maybe fifteen different television shows. Blacklist. Done on blacklist. Died. Yeah, I mean, and also just because I was shot on blacklist. I mean, I couldn't even go through all that. It would take a long time. But yeah, I've died in a bunch of different ways. Usually shot, but sometimes... Were you shot on The Good Wife? I think sometimes We're raped and murdered. No. Uh, well, I'm, that's S- SVU. I did not die on The Good Wife. Uh, I played a ballistics expert. and But then they brought in another blonde ballistics expert who's... <laughs> I think they brought, they brought in Megan Hilty maybe after me. So it was sort of like I died. I kind of got replaced. <laughs> Here's our new blind ballistics expert. For the role I did, they wanted Megan Hilty and she wasn't available. And then the next time they wanted that role, she was. And they were like, ah, fuck it. It's just another blind ballistics expert. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and if she weren't so damn talented, at least I got replaced with someone who was definitely more talented than I am. So you grew up in Los Angeles. I did. I grew up in a suburb called uh, West Covina, which is sort of known for car dealerships. And then that fabulous show, did you guys, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, did you guys ever oh, watch yeah. that show? What's yeah. her name? Rachel? Uh, Rachel Bl- Bloom. Bloom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so funny. I auditioned she's for that so talented. five times. So, oh, this really? is fun. Every other episode, we find out another show that Derek auditioned Off for. the Boat yeah. and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> those, what, those were my, and, and they were in. like, no. But th- but they kept bringing you back, which means that they like you. <laughs> They're like, we got to put him somewhere. We got to tell this guy no yeah. more often. Psych. I auditioned for The Good Wife probably 18 times before I got on the show. I finally got, I I started auditioning in season one and then I finally got on in the last season. And then I remember being on set and seeing the showrunners, you know, the the people who are Mm -hmm. saying to Eric, I don't know if you know like a term like showrunner. I don't know if that's something. Do you know what that means, Eric? Of course. Okay, sorry. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this is a Hollywood podcast. It is a Hollywood entertainment podcast, but what, and knowing that you've never listened to a single episode. (laughs) What people are most surprised by is the idiot savant type nature I have when it comes to the world of entertainment. I'm not. Well, you're sort of an idiot savant in general. I yeah. sort of feel like it's not just entertainment. <laughs> it's maybe just sort of the savant part. Yeah. But I had one person once uh, say to me that me connecting actors and movies and directors and writers and everything is similar to in Minority Report when Tom Cruise is checking out the murder. And like the, the, you know, it's it hasn't happened yet, 
and there's like all these screens and everything, and he's flipping everything around and checking it out and studying. That's it. how your brain That's works. That's how my brain works when it comes to mm. well, Hollywood. Well, I, I just got a, uh, I just got a representation of that a half hour ago when you gave us the line by line from deconstructing from Harry, deconstructing Harry a Woody which Allen I didn't film even, from yeah, 1994. Yeah, and there you go. I didn't even have to finish. And by the way, Billy Eric Crystal plays the devil mm-hmm. in that movie. Um, it's a fantastic performance. You should watch it if you're listening. But you shouldn't because Woody Allen, no good anymore, and then as we talked about before yeah. this. Um, but you grew up West Covina. West Covina. Well, let me finish the good wife story in case you want to. I want to hear this. That story. Yeah, give me the show. Which runner. is basically just that after, so I auditioned probably 18 times. I finally got on the show, and we're at we're at lunch, and the showrunners sit near me at a table, and so I was like, oh, that's a showrunner. I'm going to go up and say and say something, and 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 I went up, and I was like, hi. And they're like, hello. I said, I'm finally here. And I realized as the words were coming out of my mouth that A, they had no idea who I am. And B, they have no idea that I auditioned for the show 18 times. Exactly. And I'm like, just shut up. Like, stop. And then I'm like, do I keep going with this? Like, explain why I'm saying this? Then I'm like, no, just be weird that you said I'm here. Just make it look like you're just, I'm just really excited to be here. Yeah, it just took a long time to get... Exactly. Right here. Traffic. Like I was gonna I'm be finally late. here. I'm finally here, guys. <laughs> you guys yeah. know that 405, that's, the 101. That's Ooh, half of business. the acting is to switch something that you messed up yeah. doing in the moment. And, but you, so you're saying there's a chance as a for does, you? No. Maybe not for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because that they might be done. With I think that that's show, done. I think but, that's been done for a few years yeah. now. But so you were interested in acting at a very young age. Yeah, I'd say so. Were you interested? So there was a Peter Pan incident. Oh gosh, is that in a bio online? Yeah, I was definitely a kid who was attracted. Is that in a bio? I mean, we also have a pretty good. Or was that just a great here. guess? Yeah, is it Monkey that Derek's dog? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that a we have dog? a we have a, a crack team? Derek here. has a dog named Monkey whose tongue is permanently outside its mouth, and it's the cutest thing anyone has ever. I, seen. I just want to say, yeah. was there a, before going into yeah. it? Was there a Peter Pan incident in your life? There was a Peter. All Pan right, so incident. we don't have to worry about where that information. No, comes no, no, no from. totally. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this is a true story that um, I was so into theater uh, that when I was in. I guess third grade, my uh, I had just seen Peter Pan, and I had a I had a little girlfriend over, and I was reenacting uh, songs from the show Peter Pan, and for just that extra. So you oomph, saw the live. You saw the live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was maybe probably Kathy Rigby. You guys know Kathy Rigby. I She's think, like the famous Peter Pan's been doing it for like forty. Uh, years. How old were you when you saw it? Maybe I don't know. Eight. Okay, so I think because yeah. we're born in the same year. Oh, okay. And I think I saw Peter Pan on Broadway. I think it was with Kathy. Probably, Rigby. yeah. She's yeah. the quintessential yeah. Peter Pan. She's, she's still Peter doing Pan. it, and she's got to be in her 70s. Yeah. She's still playing Peter Pan. She's still playing Peter Pan. I mean, she was as of a couple of years ago, like the last three or four years, maybe right before COVID. Talk about method acting. Yeah, she have... will not grow up. <laughs> she, will... <laughs> no, she built a whole business around it, and they do other shows. And it's yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we, I was reenacting, and then for that extra umph, I decided to jump off I used to call it my parents' balcony, but I think that that's a misrepresentation. It was the second-story banister. They had a two-story house, um, and I broke my ankle because oh. I convinced my friend now's the time where I fly, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump off this banister. And you just believe, believe it. it and hit my note. Well, I guess so, or I was just a moron. So you didn't notice the rope, the the uh, the in the show. That they're being held up, like, but it was the magic. Like, I, but you know, that's how magical. And it was the moment, right? I was like the exact my, same way. I can imagine that that yeah. you were you were that because good. it is magical though when Kathy Ruby playing Peter Pan flies over the audience. Yeah, and you're just like, holy cow! 
This yeah. is incredible. Yeah. You probably could have sued the production. You think so? Oh, well, now, now they could. Oh, now for sure. Back then, not in the late 80s. No, they'd be like, you're just dumbass. So what are your, right? you, you have both parents? Mom and dad? I have both parents. Yeah, my mom was a, uh, a stay-at-home mom, and so she uh, she definitely backed up all of my crazy inspirations. She she drove me to auditions, to play practices. I mean, she was like... So you really, as a in. kid, you wanted all in on this. I was a totally unsuccessful child actor. I tried so hard. I probably went on 70 or 80 auditions and maybe booked two of them over the course of my childhood. What did you book? Wow. Uh, yeah, my first... my the, the job that I got my SAG card for was when I was 10 years old. I was in a Nintendo Cookie Zombies commercial. Yes. With a Game Boy, and I played a zombie. You know, I have these really big eyes, so that was that's yeah. always kind of been like the selling point of me. Like, I mean, there was a selling point, I suppose. It's need, the big eyes. We, yeah. <laughs> we need somebody with big eyes. Who do we have? We well, because so, it we helps with dying. A child zombie. It helps with dying. Too. Don't you think? Because you're like, Ugh. yeah. That's the yeah. expression. I think yeah. it's oh, all. You, look, you looked good doing that, right? Yeah. And my it's eyes related. are medium. You'd also be a good best. Body. The uh, uh, so I did that commercial, which is still online. I, I pulled it up on YouTube because I was at Universal Studios with family not that long ago, and I was like, "Oh, I've been here. I've shot something here." You know, like in the you guys ever yeah. taken the tour? Oh, it was yeah. like the downtown New York, and I'm like, "I think I did a job." I'm like, "Look if that's online," and sure enough, it's on. Oh, we're gonna look that zombie. Yeah, and then I did a PS. Then the second job I did, the only other job I booked as a kid, television job. I I, I did okay in the in the theater world community theater world but but you know um the, the only <laughs> other job i did was a, a public service announcement for education of u.s the, the u.s education mm. that um the, the point of the psa was that the u.s is 14th in the world that's all i remember and i did not and so it was a bunch of kids in like school desks and we all raised our hand and um i was very method with it i think i was like number four and i was i was probably cast as some sort of Eastern European child. And so I just remember going four and like, and like raising my hand. And then they kept, they were like, you could bring it down a little, or maybe let's just try one where you don't say anything. You just raise your hand. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. But I took it very seriously as a kid, even though I didn't have a lot of success, but, but musical theater was sort of, that was sort of my, my real passion when I was a kid. And that's what I did a lot of. And that's where I really kind of got my foot in the ground into the professional world of what, acting. What was your favorite play that you did as a kid? Oh, as a kid. Yeah. Hmm. I played. I played Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady when I was Get sixteen. Out. That counts when you're sixteen. That's a kid. Yes. And then mm -hmm. I played Maria in The Sound of Music when I was sixteen. I was. I was. I was at this. It was a time in Southern California where there were a lot of like civic light operas, which were we were like one step above community theater. Like some people got paid and some people were even members of the actors equity right. union. And I just gotten to the point where some of the civic light operas knew me and kind of offered me roles. And so I, I thought I was such hot shit. Uh, this one, I was like, you know, 16, 17 years old. And so somebody was trying to start a civic light opera out of a, out of a high school gymnasium in Culver city. Unfortunately, I can't remember the guy's name. He was a very nice and so he put up a production of Sound of Music. He asked me to be Maria. And I said, um, okay, but I need my own dressing room. And he's like, okay, we'll do that. That was my, that was my one wow. request. In addition to like the $200 gas stipend for my mother, it was, uh, you know, room. I wanted a dressing room. And he put me in the, it was in an active janitor's closet. So oh. put, like, a active. I love that. <laughs> an active. active. So like the guy would come in for like his chemicals, like in the performance. He's like, sorry, sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I don't mean to interrupt. 
love that. I love I love your picturing your mom going to the door and saying, listen, are there any inactive general <laughs> closets that we can get her in? This one is fairly active. Yes, By the way, mm-hmm. I played Henry Higgins. Did you? In My Fair Lady in fifth grade at PS 188 in they Queens. They did My Fair Lady at PS 188 in Queens for fifth graders? Yeah. That's well, I impressive. think it was it wasn't we didn't do the whole play. It was a Broadway review. Okay. So we did scenes and songs you from did like excerpts a from number of yeah. Broadway plays. Yeah. But I remember I was uh I was Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady. Yeah, and in Indiana they just didn't do theater. Oh, they cut all of that out of the New York City yeah, school they, they system. Yeah, they were just like no. Theater wasn't even really a thing. It came my like I didn't even understand it until Probably 16, 17, where it was like, oh, that's a thing. I'm surprised. Indiana that seems like the place. been for the best, though. I'm not sure I'm better off because I knew about so much theater. Like, I, I was so into it, and my mother just kind of let me uh, 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 th- think that I was such a success. Like, like I think I was, like, almost delusional about my mm. love for theater. Like, I was convinced I would, you know, Well, there's a very loud desire in the community, I think when you're in it, you're like, oh, I think it's almost like cultish, where you it feel is. like you gotta, yeah, bring your, oh, well, I gotta believe in being Peter Pan that's more than why, that person. That's why Waiting for Guffman was such a good movie. Yes, the whole they idea of like it. going to Broadway. Like, I can't tell you how many productions in California I did, or in New York I did, or workshops, and everything was going to Broadway. We were just one step away. Yeah, and by the time one... I got to theater, I was like, who, what, what is everybody doing? <laughs> why are they acting this way? <laughs> I, they were just strange humans to yeah, me. Yeah, they talk funny. Yeah. Yeah. And they come into doors differently. They Luckily, do, it helped do. They when do I married. They come into doors differently. Yeah. Is everything okay? Is yeah. oh everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that kind of you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, there's a theater person accent, that, and I still get it when I meet my friends, like my New York friends and my actor friends. For like, I mean, I come by the time I leave, I'm like, well, hello. It's <laughs> so yeah. good to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. fall victim to that. That's that took good. me a minute to adjust to. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you go to college, is the idea like acting is still the thing? You because you went to college here. I right? went to college here, and I have a, a, a an unusual relationship to college because I started very young. Um, I was so I was out in West Covina, going to junior high, doing like productions after school. And I was about to go to the high school, to like the the public high school that everybody else was going to. And, it, it, you know, it, who knows if this was my idea or my mother's idea, to be honest. But I was like, this, I, but I, you know, I want to do my shows and they don't have a good, a good program. And, and so I was in eighth grade and she just dropped me off at the sort of local junior college. Um, she was like, well, why don't you like go find some classes here? And I did. I found uh, some music classes and some theater classes. And so then I convinced my parents and and the school district to let me go to these college classes full time while I did homeschool for um for high school. So I started taking so then when once I started taking these college classes, I was like 13 when I started doing it, maybe even 12. I I did like 2 years worth of schooling. So when I was 15, I actually transferred to UCLA as a junior. So I started UCLA as a junior when I was 15. And wow. yeah, it's a it's weird. It's a weird background. Not a lot of I wouldn't, re- of fr- I wouldn't not recommend a lot of, it. Not a lot of friends. Growing up, no, I had friends. Prom date, I had show friends. No, I didn't. No, no, get I'm to not go. talking about show friends, like Amy. Friends, Come friends. on, 
You're doing theater. Yeah. You're taking weird classes. You're yeah. being homeschooled. I guess this doesn't seem to add up to a big social life. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But 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 I convinced people, and I I, I got to make a TV show about this because once I moved into the dorms at UCLA at 15, at 15, almost 16. Uh, I moved into the freshman dorms. I, I looked older, right? And I'm, I'm always, like, even as a kid, I think one of the reasons why I didn't book a lot of commercials is because I seemed so much older than I was, right? Like, I had, I had, a, uh, I had kind oh. of a maturity, um, which is not useful as a child actor. You want to you look younger than you are, Keep right? Keep your innocence. Right. Yeah, you, you don't want to, you know, nobody wants to hire a 16 I've looked 42 since I was 20. Yeah. It was helpful for the beer commercials. That's, yeah. You've never even done good beer commercials. And, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But I think you're right. I think uh, holding on to your innocence is but very valuable. But so you're valid, 16. Valuable. You're living so in, 16, a, in a college dorm. I'm a college dorm, and I just didn't tell anybody I was 16. I mean, people who got to know me, but I just pretended I was 18. And yeah. said, and, and, and people would be like, wow, you're a junior at 18? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a junior <laughs> at 18. That's incredible. That's fine, but I was yeah. actually... There's a good TV show in there. I just haven't figured it out yet. Right. Um, I haven't figured out. I haven't figured out the tone. But there's, there's, I, I would love to do something about those sort of years of my life. Is it like a Doogie Howser thing, or like a Woody Allen thing? Yeah, um, somewhere in between. Because <laughs> I think he would have liked a sixteen-year-old yeah. who's enrolled at college. Yeah, somewhere in between. Works for him. Um, so, <laughs> so when, how old are you when you graduate? 18, 19 years old? No, so I lived, so I did UCLA for two years, from, from like 15, 16 to 18. And then I, I actually, that's when my, sh- my brief, but somewhat exciting musical theater career took off. I had like a three-year period where I was actually doing really exciting projects in New York. I did national tours. So you moved to New York. Wow. By yeah. the way, where's dad in all of this? Dad? Dad just did whatever mom said. You kind of wonder, right? Like my dad was a judge. He's a retired judge. He's retired now. He's retired now. At but the time, a- I think he was still inactive. I think he was still on the bench or, or yeah, I think he was actually. Yeah, he was, a, he was like a judge in Compton. Hardcore. He just went along with whatever my mother sort of said was going to be the yeah. plan. I was his third kid. My dad has uh, two kids from a previous marriage. My my brother and sister, who I adore. Um, but I think you know. But are you the only child from this? I'm marriage? the only child from my mother, so I was her precious little plum. But my dad, right. I mean, I was the third, so it was like, well, well the other two came out okay. Them. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was I've got bigger issues to deal yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he was paying for college. Yeah, he had all sorts of yeah. So right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There is a show in here somewhere. There's um, so oh, the judge. When you make the decision to go to New York, is mom like, "I can't wait, let's go"? Or no, do you she have to leaves leave her me. Be- you I leave-, leave her behind, and she's fine with that. By the time I was like, by the time I could drive, she stopped being the sort of behind the scenes stage mom. Uh, I would still call her and be like, you have to come to these tech rehearsals of Into the Woods and see my hair extensions. I do not think that they're combing them correctly. And so she'd go and she'd <laughs> sit in the back. And then her, 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 she always had the same comment every production I ever did, which, which was, your mic's not loud enough. Which and now I'm realizing it's just because she didn't want to hear anybody else but me. Right. Like the mic was fine. But to my mother, <laughs> yeah. the only voice that mattered was, yeah. I was actually mine. have that same comment in every podcast we do. That your voice is not loud that enough? That the mic is not loud enough. Yeah. But... You, may, you want me to turn up the gain? It's because it's not like, I don't want you to touch the gain. <laughs> We've gone over gain a lot on this thing. I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, all right, so you moved to New York. So I did a couple years, years in New York. Uh, Anything on Broadway? Or is it all off Broadway? Close. I did national so no. tours. So the answer is no. No, <laughs> no I got, it's close. Close. I did a lot of workshops. Um, I always got replaced right before it went to Broadway. Uh, really? Like in what? 
Okay. So I did uh, Dracula the Musical at La Jolla Playhouse. And then it went to Broadway and they replaced me with Kelly O'Hara. By the way, the people who they replaced me with ended up becoming like really big Broadway stars. So they, it was probably for the best. Um, so I did that. Let's see. I did a show called Bat Boy that they replaced me with Carrie oh, Butler. Oh, you did Bat Boy. Yeah. By the way, do these, this is all between the ages of like 17 and 19. So yeah, I'm this a is kid. impressive. I mean, I'm a kid, but that was really hard on my soul when I would have these big opportunities and then I'd get replaced. Right. And some of them were totally founded and some of them were like sad. I shouldn't have been like that. Like it, like they made the wrong decision, but you know, sometimes they probably made the right decision. So that happened a couple of times. So like I, but but that's, that's like the hard knocks of this business. Right. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that's, you know, every actor you talk to, I mean, including Derek, like most of our stories are, are stories about not succeeding. Right. Right. And then every, like, that's kind of how I, someone gave me that analogy of an acting career. It's like, it's like a plan on everything to not work out. And then every once in a while, something slips through the cracks and does work out. And that's kind of, yeah. I feel like that's a fairly accurate description of what a, of what a career in the but arts yeah. is like. You nailed it. Yeah. So I had a lot of those. And then I, and then I went back to UCLA. I finished. I only had like one semester left at that point. So I did finish you. So by the time I graduated from college, I was, I was like 20. Oh yeah. And when you do get something and you get excited about it mm-hmm. and then you share it, somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I already did that. Yeah. And just, you're like, all right, <laughs> back to it. Yeah. Or they did something better. Yeah, no, that's true. So that was sort of the musical theater phase of my career. And then... Do you move did back you, out here? Yeah, or did you, you stay I moved back you? out here. So here's, here's, here are the... Uh, I'll give you the broad overview of the phases of my career, and then we're happy to talk about anyone, any, any ones that you'd want to hear, which was, which was m- musical theater, then in L.A., Wasting time playing poker. Then professionally? I mean, it's all I did. I wouldn't I mean professionally it's not like I was incredibly successful at it, but there was a there was a period of time where that's all I did for two years was play poker. Every bell in my body just yeah. just started ringing. online. Did you know this, Derek? Yeah, what did I know? No, in no, there still, was no it's online, still exciting. Really. There was a, there was enough online yeah. to when I couldn't get to a card room I was playing it. Um, I mean I didn't I'll tell you uh, of the two to three years that I that I mostly played poker, and, and by the way, I was playing poker, waiting around for auditions, right? Because I had an agent, and I was yeah. like waiting for something to happen. So you were making enough money. I was making enough money. I was paying for. God, that's, that's the I had dream. done this national tour. I bought a little tiny condo in uh, in the valley. What was the national tour? A musical called The Civil War. <laughs> oh. Which, Frank by Wildhorn. the way, mm-hmm. when you look at The Civil War, if there's one thing missing, it was music. <laughs> so. <laughs> A lot of drum <laughs> rolls. I mean, seriously. There was a lot of drum rolls, yeah. yeah. I just sometimes I wonder about musicals. <laughs> yeah, this Somebody's sitting was... around and is like, you know, the Black Plague doesn't have any music set to it. Let's do it. Yeah, when I went to IU, I was like, I was throwing parties. I get a bunch of actors to come to our parties. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's what you do at IU. They were all actors, and they were like, you should come to the acting classes. They were all musical theater. So I could only take musical theater. I had no other option. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Derek did, uh, and you, he did a small production of the Spanish-American War. It was yeah. really good. It was a lot, a lot, 18, a lot more <laughs> n- a lot more nylon guitars, Spanish guitars. Yeah. Um, so um, but Derek would have actually been perfectly cast in the Civil War because it was a lot of like rock and roll guys with guitars. I had a question you about your musical... And the only f- sad thing about the Civil War is that it was about the Civil War. The music was great. That wasn't the only sad thing about the Civil War, but that was the sad <laughs> thing about, about Civil the musical, War, the musical. That it was about the Civil War, because otherwise <laughs> it would have been a huge hit, because the music was great. 
What makes you want to leave musical theater? Or did you not want to? Wait, actually, I'm sorry, can we back up? Where'd you buy the condo? Oh, <laughs> ah, I was well, kidding. It's a power move. It, but yeah, no, I did. My, my that was a that was a smart thing. My my mom did. She was like, "All right, so you you saved a little bit of money, so you're gonna go buy you're gonna go buy a piece of real estate." And I'm like, "I want to buy a car." She's like, "Nope, you gonna buy some real? You gonna go buy a little condo?" Which back then you could do that. You could buy a hundred thousand dollar condo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't have a hundred thousand dollars, but I had enough to put down to yeah. then you know make the monthly payments or whatever. Right. And so then I was doing poker. And then, uh, and then I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, I, I need to, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to go back to New York, which is where I had the most success, which is where I felt like the people were more my people. Um, and so that's what I did. And then my, and then in New York, uh, I was, I was doing some plays and some musicals and like some really good stuff making, you know, four or 500 bucks a week doing off-Broadway theater. But it was, it was so You're in it. fulfilling. Yeah. I was in it and I loved it. And then I discovered the world of commercials. Oh yeah. Which Derek is very familiar with. And I had a crazy commercial run from like the ages of like twenty six to like my early third maybe in, yeah, I had like a solid five. And you year can make run a great living. Where I made it nailing those commercials. Nailing those commercials. I was the spokesperson for the Amazon Kindle. I did like a year and a half of spots for Amazon. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, it was a great, I had a great run. I did home goods. I did everything. What th- those eyes and like it was. They just wanted like a funny blonde girl, and I was. And that's where I. That's actually when I first discovered that I was. I was. I, I should be writing, is because I figured out that. And now auditioning in New York is different than auditioning for commercials in LA because there's. Almost as many commercials and 10% of the actor population, Ooh. right? So that's why it's, it's a little easier to book out there, right. right? Because you have, I think LA, at that point in time, LA had like 55% of the commercials and New York had, you know, 45. That, that makes sense. 45 plus 55. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That works out. But it's this much smaller pool. Right. Um, but I realized like one of the keys to booking commercials is like rewriting the copy. Like they want you to be funny, but you just have to make their stuff funnier. And so right. that's sort of what I found. I was like, okay, so if I just if I just do something different that's on the page and go in and do this, I might not get the job, but I also might get the job because they're like, this is a great idea. Like, let's do right. so that was sort of my that's kind of what I do. And it was successful for for a while and then it overnight just stopped and suddenly like dries up. Yeah, or maybe I'm getting residual things. but are you making residuals off some of the commercials? Well, not anymore, but, but... No, at the time. Yeah, I think at the time. And I was still able to do my off-Broadway shows. And then that's the time that I really transitioned into television acting. And I and I had a really good, nice run as a television what's actor, which first, I still feel like I'm technically what's in. What's the yeah. first show where they looked at you and said, we've got to have her die <laughs> on our show? Is it Law & Order? I think it's Law and Order. I think that's the first. The mm, is that the first time I died on TV? I think it's Law and Order. I did a show called The Unusuals that only lasted one season, and I was an abused wife. But I don't think I died. Just inside. Just, Just inside. inside. Just inside. Well yeah. done, Eric. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, or <laughs> at this point, you're so you're getting a lot of guest roles. Yeah, it really starts to pick up. So mm-hmm. during this time. Mm-hmm. When does Daredevil come in? So Daredevil came in. Because is that film in New York or was that here? Filmed, yeah, filmed in New York. This is a movie or a show? No, no, the Netflix series. Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. Okay. Uh-huh. That's the yeah. terrible. Yeah. Then you said it, not me. There's the TV show, um, 
with um, Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox, and he's amazing. He's um, yeah. he's amazing, um, and uh, uh, it was Netflix. So what they did was when the MCU started, they said what we're going to do is we have a deal with Netflix where we're going to put on some smaller shows. So like the Avengers happen, yeah, and so but the Avengers are dealing with the out of world kind of things. Who's dealing with the on the street kind of crime, and then Daredevil. they introduced Daredevil. And Jessica uh, Jones, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, and that becomes the Defenders. It's porcelain. Defenders, yeah, the it's okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, how do, how does Daredevil come about? Um, so things are going well, and then uh, I, I I get pregnant, and you, I was absolutely convinced that this would be the end of my career uh, at the time. Because I think every actress who decides to have a baby goes through that, but particularly, you know, eight, nine years ago. I think it's a little better now. And uh, so, you know, I'm out of the game for a while because you're pregnant and people are like, oh, you can do things when you're pregnant. That's a lie. I mean, they don't hire right. you when you're pregnant. Just I mean, commercials for things yeah. with cribs. I mean, I know there's exceptions <laughs> to this rule, but like, yeah. yeah. So I was out of the game and then I had the baby and I was still out of the game. And then... I got, I, I told my agents I want to, I want to go back and blah, blah, blah. And they were super, gr- my agents were amazing and super supportive. And so I, 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 I got two auditions in one week, like six weeks after I had had a baby, um, not looking and feeling my best, but you know, whatever. And one of them was for just this unnamed show and it was just a scene. Um, and I went in with like my maternity top on and I taped it and I didn't think anything of it. And the other was for this fun uh, show on Amazon at the time called uh, it was the John it was the first Amazon series with John Goodman something animals it was a political show. Oh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I ended shoot, up yeah. I ended up booking both of those jobs. You when had I that felt baby at my energy. Lowest. Yeah, and I was twenty pounds heavier than I had been before. Right. You know, but I think I also had massive boobs, which you really see in the first season. Does that help with auditions? Well, it did. I think for at, the moment, yeah. at that exact moment in time, I think, time, I think I, it did. I think <laughs> that's when I first realized that you were in. Daredevils was my massive boobs. I was like, wow, this show's yeah. pretty good. Yes, I had massive <laughs> boobs. So, uh, yeah, so then I get a call and they're like, hey, you know that audition you went on? Um, it's a show uh, called Daredevil. Um, you know, we're not supposed, because they didn't have the name, but they're like, we're not supposed to say, but we think it's going to be a big deal. And I'd never heard did, of it. You did, and you didn't know the comic or anything? No, I didn't know a lot about Marvel. And and by the way, Netflix had, had only had a couple of shows at this point. Like they had had. Yeah, it was like House of Cards. House of Cards, which I got really close to booking um, a series regular on that role the first season, like, like where I got to like sit down with David Fincher and work with him. Mm. That had been like the coolest thing that had happened to yeah. me up to that point. Uh, I didn't get it. Uh, but he used me in something else afterwards. Like he remembered me and he cast me oh, in something. Wow. What was that? Out of the blue. He's great. It was a show that after four episodes, HBO pulled the plug and I was working on the last, I was working the night that they pulled the plug. It was a show called, I think, Video Syncrasy. It's, it's totally disappeared. It was about the 80s. It was about music videos in the 80s. Ooh. Oh, I do yeah. think I remember this. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. they pulled the plug. I think someone else had a similar show, or maybe they were just going way over budget. Like, I don't know what was happening. But there's got to be something. Uh, there's got to be a conspiracy there, because music videos were everything in the 80s, and everybody's like, God, where are they? What's going on? But there's got to be somebody that's like, this is too powerful. It's too good. <laughs> you, you think the people the, can't the have it. The conspiracy is that they've... It. 
squashed out. That's why you know VH1 they turn it to just reality TV, MTV yeah. reality TV. Viacom bought MTV, and, and was like enough of these music videos. That's it. it's something weird. Something's weird. I do miss music videos. Yeah, a lot of times with uh, our daughter, we'll wake up on a Sunday and watch. About I, I 10 remember of them. feeling Aww. invested. It just feels so good. In who was number one on TRL? Oh, right. Yeah. And like, and then I remember being like, "Why do I care about this so much?" Like, I didn't even like the music. I was just like, I cared about the yeah. competition. You know, I'm totally forgot how into MTV I was. And Rowan, who's my my kid, asked me the other day. She's like, "What shows did you watch when you were my age?" MTV? And I couldn't think of it, but that's what it was. Yeah. I was spending all day watching MTV because it's music videos and they're artistic. There's new ideas and yeah. every. I need to shoot a music video at least once every six months. I bet your music videos are amazing, and I look forward to you sending sending me nah, them. They're on YouTube. They're fun. So um, Eric doesn't like to give any positive. He doesn't. I like give to you give positive. positive. Excuse me. But I have lots of positive to give. We, you know, your uh, Hocus Pocus <laughs> album. We have that on. Like we have that on repeat yeah. for like two we months. We your Halloween time. music nonstop during the season. It's a wonderful thing that you do that I I love. My kids love it, but I, my kids don't you. have great taste. So when you're <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Darren. Comes <laughs> every week. When yeah. every week, when you get Daredevil, <laughs> and uh, you're shooting it, when does it hit you that this is kind of a big deal? Is it not until after it premieres? No, I knew at the time. I mean, whether I I, I didn't know how big uh, a, a show it would be, but I knew how important it was to me. Like this was a really big job for me to have a reoccurring character on this kind of show. Like it was a mm -hmm. big deal, and. They were super secretive. You know, I never got to see, like, I never knew what I was doing. Like, I would get the sides, like, the night before we shot. So I had I had no idea how big the role was going to be other than, well, you're going to do, you know, four or five episodes in the first season. So it's all these months of, like, promise and excitement, right? So I was already living in the excitement of it in my own yeah. head. Um, and then it came out, and it 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 was a big deal. Like, it, it definitely changed... Um, it changed my career for the better. I, I got more opportunities. I booked more jobs. Um, and then does the fandom come along with it? The fandom, yeah. And I've, I, you know, I've had nothing but a, a positive experience of that. Uh, and um, the cast was great. Like working for um, Marvel can be tough. I mean, they're not known as can be tough <laughs> yeah because there's got to be a lot of specifics with the the backstory or fandom and a lot of people pay a lot of attention yeah so you have to be in line with well, there's what's already there. Sure. i just mean the company can be tough like they're secretive and they're they're, yeah. they're business people they're not they're not it wasn't like a warm and fuzzy experience ah. um but the uh the creatives on all three seasons that i did were were lovely the cast was amazing charlie cox is just a fine human i i, I i'm Became good friends with Deborah Ann Wall, who was sort of the who played Karen Page on that, and she's yeah. just a fascinating human. I'm really excited to watch Daredevil. It's now. a really you good should. show. Yeah. Don't watch it for me because oh, no, I'm it's not that big you. a role in it. But, I, but I'm in because of you. But the show is unbelievable, and they're bringing it back. Mm. Um, have you been contacted? I have not, and I'm going to just talk about this openly. But no, I haven't been contacted at all. Now, having said that, if I had been contacted, I would probably well. Would I say I'd been? No, I wouldn't have said. I would have just said, let's not talk about it before, I think. You think so? Uh, maybe. 
Or I would have just done this, exactly what I'm doing. Are you doing this now? Just like <laughs> pretending. Are we going to see you? <laughs> it's a whole elaborate thing. No, I don't know. I don't know anything about what's happening with Derek. I mean, I know like I mean, a couple was, little gossip yeah. here and there, but well, I it was like a huge deal because he because Charlie Cox was in the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he go by Chucky Cox? No, I <laughs> by the way, it's a totally different. People don't know this, but. The Defenders was produced by Marvel Entertainment, which was out of New York, right. which Kevin Feige had nothing to do with. Right. It was not yes. necessarily linked into the MCU. Exactly. And they and then, kind of like, we're like, well, it's going on, but... And then there was a takeover, right? And now Kevin Feige is in charge of everything. everything and right. Marvel Entertainment in New York, I believe, doesn't make any more TV shows. So I believe. I could be wrong. Um, they had a couple on Hulu the last few years, and like that was kind of it. Like that, yeah, maybe up. whatever was in was humans, done. whatever, and like that. So there's not a single overlapping um, executive or creative, as far as I know, from our show to that show. I could be wrong. Yeah, except for some of the actors, which some of the Charlie actors, and, Vincent, and that's what they've done. Brilliant, as kind of a wink yeah. to here's we yeah. were recognizing that these people were really great in these roles. Yeah. So Charlie Cox, I mean, being really the main one. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know if they're bringing back uh, I don't know if they're bringing any back of the others. Because I'm tied to his best friend, right? Like, we're a right. couple. Um, man, I, and I would love, I, I mean, I hope. I, I And I think that they're doing a lot of episodes. And so I, I it's totally possible I'm going to get a call at some point that's like, hey, you want to come and do this? But I think they have to bring back Eldon. And I don't know. I haven't talked to Eldon. I don't know if he's part of the show. I don't know if he's not a part of the show. I don't know. I could have reached out to him, but I kind of don't want to know. We can get Monkey on it. We could get Monkey. We can get our crackpot team to take a look into it. When in doubt, go with Monkey. But so do you start getting recognized after you do Daredevil by people? Yeah, a little. Yeah. I mean, not. I mean, I got recognized enough that it was very enjoyable to get recognized. And and (laughs) do you get invited to any of the Fakakta conventions and. The cons? Sometimes, but because... Uh, I, I do. And, and at one point I was thinking about pursuing that, but because Daredevil would shoot for a sh- uh, uh, like a six-month period of time and then there'd be this really long time in between seasons, like they could book me for a convention or they could book Charlie Cox. Like, like people were around because they right. couldn't do other things, right? Because they're tied to Daredevil, but they have all this free time. So you could... you Like everybody was doing the convention. Like you could get the so stars did you do of the any? show. No. I didn't. I was going to go to Asia. It just didn't work out. I had a kid. It's just that was hard. That was, that was a hard, it was hard at the time. Yeah. And, and the couple of ones that I did get offered, would, like in Atlanta or Nashville or whatever, I I just, I couldn't make it for whatever reason I was working. So I have yet to do a convention, but I'd, I'd be happy to. Well, we'll see what we can do. I've yeah. heard so, they're depressing and amazing at the same time. It's a two-way feeling. I've been to some. Yeah, you've been? like a friend oh. of... Yeah, not for Daredevil, but like back in the old days, like when I was in my twenties, and I thought they were pretty. Fun. I've been to Comic Con; it was pretty fun. That, so, yeah, that'd be so. A great during one. this time, mm-hmm. are you said you had started with the commercials, thinking about writing. So yeah. So now during this time, are you writing as well? So I'm writing. I'm always writing, but I'm writing for myself. I'm not showing anybody. Um, you know, I was so because in addition to to, to acting, I, I also was pretty busy doing voiceovers. And I had a kid. So, like, I had a full setup going on. And you're doing this all by yourself. Well, I have a husband. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I wasn't aware. Have you met Shane? Have you met Shane? Or are you? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I, I have a husband. Oh, well, that's I, great. Yeah. And I have a lovely husband, by the way. He is lovely. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm real upset with Derek right now. <laughs> I wanted to pretend he didn't should we, exist. Should we have Shane on the podcast? Oh, come on. <laughs> 
I, no comment here. That's up to you guys. It's a very sweet man. Derek asked me I tell you, if you bring it up to him, he'll just show up and like wait for you to like be ready. So I don't know if you want to uh, mention it. Be, make sure you're ready for Shane. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this. Shane. Derek, yeah. uh, like a week ago or so, we're on the phone because um, we, we talk without microphones too. And <laughs> he's like, I have to tell you, I was talking to Shane and he's such an interesting guy and he has such an interesting story. And I cut him off. I go, I'm not having him on the fucking podcast. <laughs> I don't care. I said, in fact, when Amy comes in, I'm going to do my best to pretend She's a single mom doing it all on her own. Because like, I just way, want I Shane to listen. I and I want him yeah. to listen and just be so angry. That he was not mentioned and that but he's Derek's not But Derek's too part nice of, of a guy. He can't oh. do it. And he likes Shane too much. Yeah. I think he's okay too. Um, all right. Well, so great. You have a supportive husband at home. Moving on. <laughs> um, so you're doing it all. But you're just writing for yourself. You're not showing it to anybody. You're not trying I'm to. I'm starting screenplays. I'm like, but but there's not a lot of time too, right? Like I ha- I, I was. I was in a writer's group and I was, I was doing stuff and presenting it every week. And like, um, and I also do, yeah, I also was involved with upright citizens brigade. I was doing shows there with, uh, occasionally. So it was like, I had so many kind of shows were you doing there. I was part of this long running show that might even still be going on called gravid water. Um, I did it for 12 years in Holy New York. Holy smokes. And it's really fun. It pairs actors with improvisers. Um, and the guy who runs it named uh, Stephen Ruddy, he, and whose concept this is, he gives the actor a scene, uh, like a week in advance, a scene from a play with only one side of the lines, right? <laughs> I so love that. So you don't know what the other person's lines are. And then the improviser has no idea what the fuck is going to be. So we start on stage. So we, I prepare it like I'm doing the play. So if I'm doing a scene from, I don't know why Damn Yankees is popping into my mind, but Damn Yankees, which mostly did we did dramas, but like okay, so I do, so I would I would do all of Lola's lines and I would dress like her and I would have a rehearsal with the piano player and I would be ready to perform the scene from Damn Yankees and then I would get on stage and look the other person in the eye and they just have no idea and and then the back <laughs> and forth I have to stick to the script and then the impress. But it was it was one of the more terrifying things I've done and also. It's such a delight. And the people we would get to do this show, I say we, but Steven, I didn't get anybody, um, were unbelievable. Like I did scenes with Jason Sudeikis, regularly did the show, Thomas Middleditch, we had Chevy Chase one night. We had, I mean, it was uh, Amy Poehler, like it was incredible because everyone wanted to do this fun concept. I mean, that's the thing with these like high level. Was Chevy Chase nice? Or was, uh, he yeah. a, or was he a jerk? He was, n- no, he was nice to, to all of us. I think um, he was a little, he didn't do great on stage. Um, I, I think that this was not something that was in his wheelhouse. Yeah. But like backstage, he was, yeah, he was totally nice. Okay. I think it was, yeah. It was, he didn't enjoy the actual show. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he would. No. No. no he didn't enjoy that. That's uh, so why a lot going on. So then the writing, so I, so, and I always knew like that was the path I wanted to do, but, it, but, Getting started writing and finishing a project is one of the hardest things. Oh, my God. Because how often do you have this great idea or you're like, this is my concept, and then you start it, and it starts off strong. And then especially like with a movie, like you get to like page 30, and then you're like, well, that's it. Like I have a good first act, but what happens in that whole middle? Right. You know? And then you can hold it in your hand. Yeah. That fine. Mm. Yeah. So then, and, and, I, and I had always, and everyone has always told me, like, you got to write, you got to write, you got to write. And then when Daredevil got canceled out of the blue, that's when I like finally looked myself in the mirror and I was like, 
because I that was so unexpected. Like we were already we were talked about season four. Like it was really unexpected yeah. when, when they pulled the plug on that. And it had to. I won't go into why it was. I'm not sure any. I'm not sure I even really know. But it had something to do with Netflix and rights and Disney Plus was going to start and like who knows, right? But um, but it was a real like turning point for me. And I said, okay, like I'm gonna. I'm gonna you, do you find your own like voice in your your who do you get to know yourself better through this process of writing did that open up in any way do i get to know myself better um because that's that that's question. what i experienced when i started really? writing was yeah like oh there's an internal voice that i can let out and put on paper and i can see it and it, it changed me in a lot of ways it didn't i don't know if it changed the way i looked at myself it changed the way i looked at everybody else in a good oh. way I became, I, 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 I um, started to see people uh, in, in very gray terms versus black and white. And I think mm. that that's how you should look at people, right? right? Um, like everybody has so many interesting things going on. Like nobody is exactly, you know, what they appear. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that uh, writing has, has, has changed my perspective on looking at other people. I don't know if it's, if it's changed me, um, but it, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to when think did about you that. start writing? Had you always been writing where you were like a I journaler? I started writing, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always someone who'd write. I, I, I mean, it's, it's funny. I was always the person that everybody would come to to write speeches for them on the fly. Hmm. Like, uh, like for weddings? I was the wedding speech, like, <laughs> guru. Like, you know how social Shane is, right? In those years where everybody gets married in New York. Oh, yeah. We went, I mean, he must have spoke at 30 weddings. And, I and you wrote all his speeches? Yeah, or rewrote them. Or oh, what yeah. a nightmare. No. <laughs> like, what a total nightmare. Yeah, it, it really, like, luckily that was early in our relationship. I don't think I could do it now, but yeah. early on, I like, yeah. And then would he get laughs? Yeah. Oh, he's a good speaker. No, yeah. and then yeah. it's like. That and, was because of me. Does he take credit? I don't or does he go, he's like, oh, Amy, Amy wrote that. Or, or is he like, remember. I'm great at this, guys. That's why he keeps getting Hey, we should have him on and He ask probably him. gave no, me thanks. credit. I don't remember <laughs> ever being annoyed with him over that. So What are you annoyed with him over them? Several other things. Yeah, he leaves drawers open. He can't close a cabinet to save his life. Like, What's with he, that? Like you uh, walk into the kitchen and it's like there's like a robber has come in and all he did was make a cup of tea. I'm a cabinet like, opener. He doesn't close that. My bride is the same way. Really? Jessica? Yeah. Ugh, it drives me. I want to know. I, I had to ask her yesterday. Why are there sneakers in the guest bathroom? Why? Why would You're you neat. walk? A, You're a neat freak. Why would you walk across our house, right, to a bathroom that other people are going to use, and take your shoes off in there? And they've been in there for three days. I refuse to pick them up, but I will end up picking them up. We today. wouldn't even notice that in my house. Shane Ugh. and I are both are both. Uh, he doesn't think that he's cluttered, uh, but he is. He, he blames it all on me, but it's 100% a 50-50 situation at our house. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's the main thing I, I would say I get annoyed with Shane on. What, and what about going places together, driving together? Do you take separate vehicles? Who is gets there a timing more, yeah. issue? With oh, oh, yeah, no, you know this. This is a leading question. Oh, I do? I feel like this is a leading question. Yeah, Shane, uh, eh, the biggest, I'd say probably the biggest issue in our marriage is time management. Um which he doesn't seem to have in his professional life, but at home he, uh, like on the weekends, and he doesn't feel he the need. He pops in at a neutral. To, yeah, he pops in. He doesn't feel the need to make it anywhere on time. And I'm the opposite. I, I like to be um, 
like five, 10 minutes early. That's yeah. just, that's actor training, right? Like mm-hmm. you're just like, all right, just get there on time. So we often on the, uh, when, when we're like, and it, it just doesn't, it's just not, he doesn't, I don't know because he doesn't care. I don't know what it is, but I drive him crazy with like, we got to leave in 30 minutes. We gotta leave. And so then I just started taking separate cars everywhere. And then that makes me happy. And then he can right. come, then I'll arrive. I don't even mind taking the kids and we'll show up somewhere and then, yeah. Well, it sounds like there's a lot that you guys got to work out. But so, um, <laughs> when do you finally see some success with writing? Is it CSI Hawaii? NCIS Hawaii. NCIS. Yeah. Na- naval Crime and Naval Crime Services. There's so many of all of these. The initial shows, yes, but ours is the best. The NCIS. Let me ask this we're question. Funny. Yeah. So there's several NCISs. Yeah, there's currently three. And do they pick Hawaii so they can film in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it looks good. Because there's that much crime, naval crime going on there? Well, it's a huge naval base, right? Like Pearl Harbor hiccup. Sure. Yeah. So th- there's... You can't take pictures there because it's an active right. naval base. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful and it's got a big uh, Navy presence, Navy and Marine presence. How often do you have to be in Hawaii? I get to go every time I write the episode personally. So we break all the stories as a group, and then we uh, and then then we get assigned episodes. The writers we we all get assigned episodes. So when it's my episode that I've either uh, written or co-written, I get to go. So it, it's been wor- it's so, worked out so about how do you three get times the, a season. How do you get the show? You've written nothing that you've shared with anybody. Oh no, 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 no. Well, or let me go did back. You start? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, um, so I I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think how slowly uh, how 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 much I want to tell the story or how little I want to tell the story. But basically, after Daredevil. Um, I, I decided, uh, uh, I knew what I wanted to write. I just didn't know what it was going to be. Um, I knew I wanted to write a story about, um, my poker years and I wanted to meld it with this interesting place I was in Manhattan with all of these sort of, um, (laughs) interesting East coast Manhattan moms, Mm. you know, they're like the, uh, stay home moms with master's degrees is what I call them. Right. Love those. Uh, yeah, and it's a whole community. It's a whole thing. And so um, I just started writing scenes from my poker story uh, of, of what I was trying to envision in my head. And I, I was going to make it a short film. And um, I uh, wrote some scenes. I put them together. And then I started writing some more. And I was like, oh, that's not pretty good. And then I, I don't know, I think I got to like tw- a 26-page story. And I was still calling it a short film, even though I kind of knew. I was like, eh, it's more like a pilot. And then I sent it to three people, three uh, showrunner friends. I mean, that's the thing that you, from being an actor all these years, I had collected people, right? Yeah. I had collected yeah. writers. I had collected producers. So um, I showed it to all three of them, and they all gave me the same feedback, more or less, which was, you're really good at this. This is a great story. It should be a pilot. Like, keep going with that. Uh, mm. And so that's what I did. And then... Um, did you sell it? I sold it, Yeah. So that's what put me on the map uh, as far as like writing. And then that's where I got representation. And um, I sold the pilot about, you know, it was like semi-autobiographical story about my um, sort of years. But they, they don't make it. Right? No, they have not made it. It's still, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it dead, but it's not, uh, it's not thriving. Is that yeah. difficult though when it's personal like that? No. Because you want to put that out there? No. I'm, I felt so fucking lucky that somebody bought my pilot. I was so, just like, <laughs> like yeah. I've won people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I was disappointed that they didn't make it. But like, I mean, that's, that's a funny thing about joining the writing community is because 
you know, writers can be a sensitive group, right? Because it's their thoughts and their feelings well, and their yeah. emotions and it's all out there. And I sometimes want to be like, yeah, try when they're rejecting you because you're not pretty enough and then see how you <laughs> right. feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. you know, uh-huh. it, we call the podcast Your God Am I Funny because yeah. for Derek and I, it's very much about, ex- for ourselves, it's exploring, um, you know, that element of our lives. Right. But in, in your case, I mean, you had success acting from the time you were a kid. Um, when you break into writing, is it like when you sell that pilot, is this the moment where you have some validation that, yeah, this this is the next step in my career? It is. And it's funny. And I really appreciate that you say like, oh, you have the success in acting, but that's not how I view it, right? At the time, you never view it like, oh my God, I'm, I'm successful. Look at this. It's right. always like, when am I going to get the next thing? And I, I haven't booked the last five auditions. Like you're not really appreciating where you are or how far you've come. Because right, even, it, you know, I mean, Derek always says, you know, he's rejected from this, rejected from that. But yeah. I look at somebody who's done several commercials and mm-hmm. that's success. I mean, yeah. you're talking about how many people are going out for these auditions. You beat out you, 300 people for that And commercial. when you're booking yeah. multiple commercials, yeah. guest spots on TV shows, yeah. like that is like not everybody is no, going to I be very lucky. at the Emmys, right? Yeah. Like there is success in booking all of these gigs. Yeah, and I would be, I would have been very happy continuing to do that. Um, I And, and um, I would have been extremely happy being a working actor in New York. I was happy with what I was doing. Then I had this thing where I sold the pilot and um, I was going to c- just continue to develop, but COVID hit. Um, and I then I had had a second kid uh, right before the pandemic Which, hit. And, and Shane terrifying. W- was involved with that one too. Yeah, okay. yeah. He okay. was involved with that <laughs> one. Um, and so we ended up moving to LA. Uh, just, it just made sense for our family. And... Um, and I sort of was like, oh, well, now I'm here and I'm in L.A. Well, and New, York, in- New York's tough with kids. Yeah. Know, right? I mean, I don't know. Look. Everything's tough with kids. We're raising kids yeah. out here in L.A. Yeah. We go to New York for four days and it's cold out and we can't even figure out, like, the layers. How are we supposed to get oh, in and yeah. out of yeah, taxis? Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Uh, sure. I mean, when there were car seats involved. Yeah. I, I remember my wife saying to me um, when our kids were real little and we were going to go to New York. She goes, what do we do about car seats? Like, if we take a cab. And I was like, I don't actually know. You don't put them in cars. I'm like, I guess. We'll just, yeah. I mean, if Wing you're leaving it. the city, you do. But, like, just to go to, like, the friend's house, you just put them on your lap. I know. but well, it's except like, they're, unless they're babies, then you put them in a car seat. But if but, they're, like, two, like three, four, you don't. Like insa- no. You know, we're yeah. so insane about all that stuff here. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, but we're going to get in a car with somebody we've never met before. And they're going to drive real fast in the biggest city on the world. And yeah. I just sit on my lap, kid. We'll yeah. be fine. No, I'm not saying it was smart, but we we did. I mean, I, yeah, when they were babies, we did. But by the time she was like three years old, he was just sitting on her lap. So, but, but we were then it's easier. Care. Like, let's move to LA. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, the pandemic had hit. It was like it was time to move to LA to be closer to, to our our parents, right? Both of our we have both sets of parents that live out here, and uh, suddenly, I just had a real shift, and suddenly, being that working actor didn't sound as much fun as it would to be a full-time writer. Um, and so mm. the opportunity to be on a staff, to staff on a show of NCIS Hawaii came up. Um, and it was... How does it come up? Is it the number one drama on network TV right now? No, not NCIS Hawaii. NCIS is, NCIS is a worldwide hit. 
That show has been on for 20 years. I think I heard, I'm not sure if this is true, but I think it's the most successful show, like international, like it's the most successful American show. Like it's, it has some, wow. some crazy pedigree. It's some sort of magic of like comedy and mystery and heart. And it really, it's been, it's been on. Is there any crossover in terms of like, when developing episodes or when you get yeah, in there. Yeah, we just had like, a big crossover. Oh, is that what you mean? Like an no, actual like, crossover? No, but like, so NCIS is so huge everywhere. Mm -hmm. You're going to be part of us. You can't bone this. Like, you've got to, you know, we have Maybe a standard. Maybe the creators felt that way. We have a standard. Way. Yeah, I don't know. You know, the, um, the creators of the show, two of them had run... Uh, NCIS New Orleans and then before that one of them had been on the mothership like he had come up in the mothership we call it the mothership which <laughs> is just the original NCIS the, the Mark Harmon one which he's not on the show currently but uh, was for so many years uh, so so he they, they knew what they were doing right but but I would not say that our show is particularly similar to NCIS and NCIS LA is not sim like they're all three different shows but we have like we just did a big crossover event a couple weeks ago where all three that was like the first time and that we did one storyline for all yeah. three shows and we all worked together. Wow. Uh, I mean the writers' rooms. Um, is that just a crazy experience? Yeah. Is there a little I mean, I jockeying, say... jockeying for, you know, space in the room because well we're NCIS. Well, we didn't. We kept our own rooms, <laughs> so we didn't. I didn't interact with the only person I interacted with was. Was the 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 one who was writing the episode? The guy who was Chris. The guy who was writing the episode from NCIS. He came to our room, but we weren't when I, I we weren't actually like merging our writers' rooms. Like it was kind of the like higher ups, the showrunners, kind of making the. Do calls you guys eat decisions. lunch together or anything? No, no, we're over Zoom. There's no. Oh, no. it's all over Zoom because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, bummer. It is. But I'm picturing like it's like summer camp. That's how all I. The NCIS that's what I writers. thought. Right? Would <laughs> right. that be fun? Everybody gets a cabin. I think that maybe the the mothership might be in person. I don't know, but. Um, Actually, there could be a great show in there. What a writers' room show? A, wh where there's a big crossover event on a franchise, and th and then somebody dies. There's a murder, Ooh. and oh, that's all the writers idea. have to. The writers have out. to figure it out. You know, it's like what was the one that came out on Apple TV uh, after party? Oh, I haven't uh, seen that. Is that good? Oh, it's great. It's really funny. Um, so after party is like they're after a high school reunion, and they're all having a party at somebody's house. Somebody kills the host, and the every episode is you know, a uh, perspective from a different character on what they were doing. Oh. So, but like, so a murder mystery or a... I gotta watch that. That a, sounds right know, up my alley. knives out type thing, but it's a group of writers. I don't know, Amy, take it. You, you can have the idea. The, um... <laughs> she just goes right through it. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm really liking it. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so much so that I forgot what I was gonna say, but it was actually a question for Derek. Oh, did you, Derek, are you watching Reboot? Did you see Reboot? Oh, I love Reboot. Like, don't That's... you love it with a capital L? Like, doesn't it warm your heart and your soul and you could rewatch it like a million times? And that's Rachel Bloom, too. Rachel Bloom, I know. Okay, and Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Uh, did you see Reboot? All right, I haven't watched it. You're going to love it. And everybody keeps Eric. telling me to watch it. Yeah. But as I told you, uh -huh. my dad passed away, so I'm really sticking to serial killer documentaries. Okay. Until I get over And this has it. a so lot of dad stuff in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. And you're, yeah, it's, very, it's actually okay. very heavy. I'll dad. watch it tonight. But once you're over your phase of like... <laughs> I feel like after this interview, I'm going to be over the death. Yeah, we, lo we loved it. that one. It's magic. That That's probably my favorite show of the last year. Can I, I let me ask you a question. Mm. What does Reboot have to do with anything? 
It's a writer's room. It's a writer's oh, room. Oh, it's a writer. Thank you, Derek. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank God you. he answered that question for me because he asked me that and it was though he had asked me the hardest question of all time. <laughs> and I'm like, what does reboot have to do? Because once you have kids, you can't think you anything. Can't, it's so hard to stay connected to your thoughts after you have kids. So I'm it, just enjoying you guys throughout this whole podcast. I've been very entertained. Like really? I, I just realized I was like, have I even said anything? I you've spoken enough. No, 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 but Derek, I started to think about that a couple of minutes ago when Eric was talking, I started to tune him out a a little and I started to think about how Derek and I haven't had enough sort of, I'll, well, I've been very entertained by your life and I, I do like going into these, not knowing anything. I knew very little about, I just, I think I only knew about NCIS and then that you had acted, uh, but this is really entertaining. It's fun. It's a it's a it's an interesting little like uh, um, sort of weaving the paths of like a of like a Hollywood life, <laughs> you yeah. know. But like you know, and 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 I and I and having moderate success, a little bit to moderate success, and a little bit to a lot of things. I feel like I've dabbled in everything, right? Yeah. Like the musical. I did musical theater and, and the thing, and then yeah. And you did it to the fullest for you. For me, yeah. yeah. But I, th- I say this is probably my favorite phase of my career so far. Uh, I miss acting tremendously, and I hope somebody gives me an acting job. Um, Are again, you auditioning still right now for anything? Not, Does anything come up? What yeah, is your manager yeah. doing besides saying your name incorrectly? <laughs> no, like we're, we're going to go on hiatus, and we don't know if we're going to have a season three. And so I'm totally going to audition for stuff that uh, uh, that comes up in that time and that I can. I mean, I, I'm Are you ever fearful of a writer's strike? Yeah, I mean, that would be unfortunate, um, but I think uh, there's good reason to strike, so if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. But There was that big one in 06. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, 05, 06, 07, yeah. Ruined the show uh, Heroes on NBC. Oh, that's right. Ruined You know, it. that's a strange little tidbit that now is totally familiar to me. They just couldn't get their act together after the writer's strike, Yeah, huh? They couldn't get, they couldn't get back like on the air. It was the most fascinating, awesome show for one season, Yeah, and then that writer's strike just killed it. Yeah. And they could and then they tried to reboot it like a few years ago. They did? Yeah. Oh, and that's about the response they got. It was real <laughs> bad. Like they could never recapture it. That writer strike really screwed a bunch of shows. I, I landed here right when it started. It was Ugh. like Ooh. But you know what? You gotta like get you your gotta due. power you gotta through get your jump due. on the ship. You gotta get your due. I mean like I hope that they'll come they'll they'll uh they'll figure it out. There's still a few months. I don't think that it's I think May is when the contract expires, so, you know, fingers crossed on that. And, uh, yeah. but you, would you stick with a show like NCIS Hawaii for the next 10 years, if they'll have you, like it's that great of, a, of an experience? I would certainly consider it. I mean, I'm not one of those people to leave a good thing, uh, especially like, because I've been in the business so long. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah, I'm right. not like, I need to do better, guys. I need to do better. Um, having said that, you know, we'll see, I, I, I hope I have the opportunity. The, the, the amazing thing about the show, in addition to learning, so, I, so I, I kind of describe it like this, like I had a natural talent for writing. I, it's, it's, it's kind of like with music. I, it's like, uh, when I wrote my pilot, um, I was really good at playing by ear and the pilot took me a long time to write it, but like I was playing music by ear and I was playing pretty well. I joined a writer's room and I learned how to read music. Like now the skill set that I have from having spent the last two years is just, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I mean, I, I, I know how to break stories. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I mean, and then 
what's even better is our bosses let us produce our episodes. So get to go to set and to get to have this experience. Like I don't know other writers that are doing that right now. I mean, I'm sure that they exist. Right. I mean, you know, writers meaning like low level, like I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm not a uh, high level writer on the show. I'm an executive story editor. That's like two rungs from the bottom, you know, two, two rungs up from the bottom. Um, but they give us uh, tremendous agency. And I, we're just so lucky. Yeah, so I mean, if somebody wrote yeah. a pilot right now, what would be your advice to them? Find a showrunner? Yeah, well, yeah. If you, I think um, you, you want to find a producing partner. I would think that that, I think that that would be my advice. Um, and show it to people, get feedback. But a producing partner would be very helpful in developing something, especially like if it's something based on your own life, right? I think that you want to have another, um, person to rely on somebody to, to help out with that. Mm. And then, um, and then my, my, my advice overall about writing is to just keep writing, like write every day. Yeah. Write every day. It doesn't matter what you write. You what, know, what, what would be your dream show to work on? If you could pick, if just pick any show, start with genre. Doesn't matter. Any show. What's the show right now? I'll expand oh, a real it. Any show. show in the history oh. of television. You know. That's an unfair question, I think. But I, I mean, I'll tell you, shows <laughs> I would probably <laughs> really enjoy. I would have really liked writing on Big Love. I don't know why that pops oh into my Oh my God, head. I love that show. That had everything. It did have everything. That was a great show. I would have that loved had a couple writing weird seasons, on, but it was good. Like, like, like quintessential HBO, like HBO, like sort of Girls was kind of the last of those shows. You know, now mm -hmm. they're like HBO's Max is like a different thing. I'm not saying that they don't have good content, but. Girls remember, was remember the, remember the HBO years? Yeah. The, oh. the, the appointment television when Sunday night you'd tune in. Yeah. The Wire. Yeah. Sopranos. The Wire. There's been a few of those. Sex in the City in. with the original was fabulous. When Sopranos would, like, they would, like, not have an episode for two years for some reason. And then it would come back. And it was like, we'd have a party. Like, everyone would come over yeah. to our I felt that way with Hacks. I got really invested Hacks in Hacks. Hacks was great. And um, the other two? Did you watch no, that? No, what's that? Holy shit. It's about a famous kid, mm -hmm. like a Justin Bieber. Yeah. And it's about his two two siblings. And they live in New York, and he wants to be a Broadway nope. musical theater. I've act. seen it. Yeah. yeah. Betsy Wolf is maybe the girl, or someone yeah. who looks like Betsy Wolf. Yeah. And then the mom is Molly Shannon. That's uh, funny. Yeah. <sighs> really good writing. Yeah. That's HBO Max also, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I just randomly I, put it I on. I think that... But Amy, I think the yeah. thing you're hitting is that there's so much content now, mm -hmm. and then even just 15 years ago, it was starting a lot of content places, mm -hmm. but like besides networks, it really was HBO, and maybe Showtime had a good show on. Yeah. And that was it. And like HBO, I mean, Deadwood and Six Feet Under. I Do mean, you guys have to pick up your kids? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean. What time? Soon. Soon. Okay. You've been looking at the clock. I just, I didn't see. I always look okay. at the clock. I do this all the time. All right. Just double check. I'm glad you're the responsible parent out of the three of us. I'm having a great time. I do not want to stop this. I just saw 4.15 and I was like, fuck. I'm going to take this opportunity to have some chips. Since, <laughs> since you're going to edit have this some out mini anyway. Anyway, yeah. we can wax poetic about the yeah. golden age of drama anyway, I would at say another time. But big love you'd write on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of shows I, I would be happy to write on. I, I will. Uh, I will say that I think that my long-term goals is I would someday I would like to have my own show. 
Um, I'm going to root for the poker thing to happen because right. it sounds yeah. fascinating. Like, it's still, I'd watch it's that. still viable. It's I have watched gotcha. every make poker it happen. movie. Molly's yeah. Game, Rounders. It's, They're fun. I think they it's are my fun. favorite subject to watch. Yeah. I, and I think that's why I also want to play poker with you. Yeah, I'm a lot of practice, but I'd love to. It'd be fun. Yeah. Or you could just hand her your money. What's the difference? It's not that. It's I don't about, even know if I'm good anymore. My brain might not be. It's the only game that really, that like. Marriage well, is that hard on you? Like, I'm not into chess. <laughs> You're not into chess. Yeah. I'm I don't want to know all the little <laughs> battles you can have, but poker. You don't have battles in chess. Yeah, is your the, only reference no, to chess, chess that scene you have, from the first Harry Potter movie? Cha- chess, you have, like, <laughs> they, they choose different wars. Isn't that the. That's uh, the setup. They chess? Wars and chess. I feel like those are two different games. No, it's a bat. Each, like, uh, the. I the, think you're thinking of Magic the Gathering. No. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What was the chess show that just came out? Oh, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, Queen's yeah. Gambit is a move. You're going to go that. That's your. Are you talking uh, about the names of the war, moves? Yeah, it's a war. You don't te- have to know the names of the technique. moves to play chess. I'm just going to let you know that. If you want to be good at it, you have to learn those moves. In poker, it's a different, it's a psychology thing that you got to know the numbers, you got to know the percentages, but there is so much at hand. What do you think about AI? It just was, they just created an AI system that destroys any human being. Oh, I being. thought you were talking about the Spielberg film. They just figured it out, I think like two months ago. Sorry, artificial intelligence. Uh, sorry, th- is this in relation to poker? Mm hmm. And okay, they. So walk me through this. They've, they've. They created a computer to perfectly understand how to play poker so that they win the most. And then they brought in professionals and they played it. And the first time they played it, the professionals won. Then it went back and it It learned and it learned. And then now you cannot beat this AI system. And one of the things that came out of it, so creepy. one of the things that came out of it was over betting. Mm -hmm. When you over bet in front of somebody, it makes them second guess themselves. And now professional players are starting to use this tactic. So, Amy, the overbet. The big reveal here is Derek is the AI, which is why he wants <laughs> the to The AI play is behind. No. But I, I just didn't know if you had heard of them. Because I no. just. Hey, recently... I'm going to say it's a settled matter. This is. Amy, <laughs> when I start talking, <laughs> it, we're done. Hey, thanks for having me, you guys. He hit his word quota for the episode. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. Uh, it's really thanks. enjoyable to talk about yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's so the thanks. thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually ended up being a really people really say, fun "Oh, they're going to do your podcast," and I'm like, "Who doesn't want to talk about themselves well, for an hour?" Because now I realize I don't do. I mean, I used to do that. I used to pitch myself and go into auditions and be like, "Oh, blah 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 blah," and have lunches and stuff. But now uh, like, you should. Yeah. You're wonderful. You are incredible. You're wonderful. Lady. We you love you. Sweet. Well, and we you felt that me. way before you came in, and now Aww. more so. I liked you before. I uh, now it's love. And thanks for the trips. <laughs> I here. liked you. I appreciate. The now I love you. All right. Thank you. It's settled. It's a settled matter. What the fuck is that? But I say it at the end of every time. I know.